Okay, we're gonna we're gonna be in First uh, Corinthians chapter one this morning, and the the uh, and chapter one and two, and the the verse or the title of the time we're gonna spend this morning is, but we have the mind of Christ, and that's from First uh, Corinthians chapter two verse sixteen. So uh, in uh, get the right page here. I'd like to read a, a couple of verses to start with. In in First Corinthians chapter one, a couple of verses to start with here. Um, Chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, it says, Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The, the book here that Paul's writing to the church of Corinthians, he said, all them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus that call upon him, the name of Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. And so the, the, uh, the letters written to those at Corinthians and all believers at all times that, that look to the Lord for their standing, for their righteousness, for their, for their life that, that he has given to them. And that's who it's written to. It's the, uh, and as all of the scriptures that we have, we've seen, regardless of who it was penned down by and who it was intended to at that particular time that it was given, the letter to somebody or the, or the, uh, the prophet who they were speaking to, they were for God's people at all times. It's not, it's, it's not just something relevant or that we teach out of or something that is kind of nice to know, but it directly speaks to, as it says here, those that are sanctified in Christ that call him Lord, both theirs and ours, the same, the same Lord. And um, that, uh, that are called to be saints. And then in... Um, down a little farther, uh, I want to look at just a few more verses here, starting with verses 4 and 5, say, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Um, he's further uh, um, pointing out and, and affirming that these are by those that are believers in Christ Jesus that was appointed and 
that are uh, confirmed in him, it says, unto the end, unto the very end. And, uh, and then verse 10, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. <clears throat> now, a couple of things. He's going to go on and say, I, you know, there are some um, divisions here uh, and the issues that goes on. And he mentions the divisions and that they, that there's there. And then he goes on uh, and from the rest of the book pretty much tells them whose their eyes should be on and who we stand in and and who is the one that we look to. And that here where he says that ye all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And we're going to look, uh, uh, as we get to that down uh, and look some other passages and in that verse 16 that says we have the mind of Christ what he's speaking about here in two different ways they have some division physically amongst them some things that they differ on and that and the ones that are critical to a local body they, things should be the same should be believing there it's not saying that perfectly joined in the same mind and judgment in all things I don't always put cream in coffee and some people do, and some people don't like coffee at all. We don't have to, I mean, we don't have, we might have a division physically from that, but that should, is not a problem. That's not a problem that, that Paul's speaking of, make sure you have the same mind. It, there are those things that in the, in the body that's always going to be there. And, and most of those differences of judgment aren't critical items, you know, um, they're just not critical items. That's not what he's speaking about. He's not saying, well, everybody should always have the same mind on these things, on, on uh, that, that we agree to disagree on things as far as what we do together physically. That's one thing, and what we prefer and preferences. But what we believe and what we teach, preach, and what we stand for better be the same things. And as he goes down, he says, I... I want nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's the core of, of those things. And the, uh, all those things that, that have to be the same, that have to be perfectly joined together, is, it, are those things that we believe in. The ruined by the fall, redeemed by the blood, regenerated by the Spirit. And all the, those, that's a pretty pretty short, concise, three-point outline, but it covers a lot of ground in that those things have to be there. Those things have to be part and parcel of what the gospel is, is taught and is preached. Uh, uh, many more things we know because it, it, how we know what we know about God is through the scriptures and through him revealing those things to us, what he is like and what we are like. But those things, there are, there are core things and uh, things of of the gospel that cannot be can there's no hedging on them there's no adjusting them there's no I think this way about this and you think another um, there are there are things in the scriptures that 
we have revealed differently to us, but not those things and not and not the righteousness wherein we stand and what we look to. Those things are not, there's not various opinions on those. Uh, those, those things are what the scripture has to say. And um, he, he's, Paul starts out in chapter two, down to chapter two here. Uh, and above that, he, he's, he says that uh, he came preaching not in man's wisdom, and, but in what God had delivered to him to deliver to, to the people, uh, and not the wisdom of the world. And um, I was reading in a, in a couple of different places, uh, Brother Hawker had on the same passage and some thoughts, and he says, the wisdom of the world, he says, believers, when it talks about having the mind of Christ, we have revealed what he says things are and how things are, and the Spirit causes his people to believe those things. And he says we can approach, we can approach studies or things intellectually where we, have, we know what we believe, and then you're, you're looking for things to, along that line. And, and he says man's wisdom sometimes can, isn't quite square with what the Scripture have to say. And, and, and we can be in a, a theologian frame of mind or something, and we know what we believe, and so that's what we're looking for, and sometimes it's not, it, it's not what it should be. And he says we need to, we need to be careful, and we need to always uh, stand in those things which, uh, which God has, has shown and by his Spirit shows us, not by our wisdom. And it says in, in verse uh, chapter th- verse 30 of, of uh, chapter 1, where it says, Of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord, and, um, and, and not in man's wisdom or our, or our thoughts of things. Uh, uh, and he speaks there uh, of speaking wisdom, not worldly wisdom, but that wisdom that God reveals. Um, I looked at the word in a couple of different places about what, where it says the mind of Christ. And we're going to look at some passages speak about to, those, to that thought. And if you merely look at a definition of it, it even, even one in, the, in most Bible dictionaries, it'll say the center, of, the center of the person's thoughts or intents or purpose and stuff. Um, and it's deals I never did see where it where it directly connected to the mind of Christ, but we know that the the mind we have the mind of Christ an easy version of that is we have the mind of Christ, we hold it in our hands, we have the words of it we don't have we don't have the mind of it, and this the spirit reveals it to us there's a lot of people that hold the word in their hands and have no idea what it's what it's speaking of. It, it's not as Paul said. It's not by worldly wisdom. It's not by. And Paul should know he had probably a pretty good store of worldly wisdom to start with. And he says, "You want you want if you want to compare that stuff, I can I can compare my education to yours, and you're you're probably not going to outshine me. I've got all the letters behind my name, and it counted for nothing because I I did not I didn't know what it was talking about. I didn't understand it." It was just man's wisdom. Um, 
And, and it's not that we don't study God's word to know what the word says, but just because we approach it and it, it just approach God's word and we, we pray that he opens our eyes, the spirit opens our eyes and ears and heart to his word. But just because we read it and understand the physical words of it, that's not the same thing necessarily. There's, there's so much of this word that, that is a mystery to us still in, in a lot of ways, but, but it has to be that in uh, the, the mind it's speaking of here, and I believe that we'll see, is indeed God's purpose, his intent, and the means of what the scripture is. And his, his mind is always eternal. There's a, there's a bulletin that I, I saw oh, sometime back when the old ones, and it talks about Christ, the eternal God. And there's about eight or ten ways in which he's the eternal God, and it has scripture for that. All those things speak to the, to the mind of Christ and uh, uh, um, the, the meaning, the purpose of all those things and the intent of those things. We, we don't always come up with just because we read the words of it. And we pray that God reveals those things to us. And, and that's the only way it can be done. Um, turn to the book of Philippians for just a second. Turn with me to the book of Philippians. We'll be back there in a bit to Corinthians. But um, in Philippians chapter 2, Now he's here. Uh, he talks about being abounding more in the uh, uh, knowledge and judgment from that God gives us that we approve things that are excellent, and and that's not approving because we read them and say yeah that's pretty good stuff. It's approved and being excellent because of what it means and how it shows us the Lord Himself and what he, is, he has done and does do for his people. It's not just um, excellent things that, we, that are nice things. I mean, they're things that, that are needful to God's people. But in chapter 2 of, of Philippians, it says, uh, verse 1, it says, um, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, and any, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bows and mercies, fulfill my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord in one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not on every man on his own things, but look every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not to be robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have also obeyed, not 
as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputations. But it, for it is God which worketh in you to both will and to do of his good pleasure. If, if uh, we, and it says, have this mind that was in Christ. Now, we, we, we don't have the mind of Christ that we say, well, I'm standing in his shoes and I know I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like he can think. We have no faculties for that. I, that is not going to happen. But he reveals to us those things and the things that we can understand that he gives us that ability. We understand and thank you for it. The ones we can't, we say, I believe that regardless if I understand it or not. And that's a difference between religion and a religious thought and God's people is God's people believe God, whether they fully ever fully understand anything or not. What little light he gives us, God's people are thankful for, and that's where we stand in. We, we, we know whom we believed and persuaded he's able to keep those things we persuade, or committed unto him against that day. And we don't know all the details or, uh, and understand all the details of those things, but we know that... Um, he has revealed himself to his people. And, and we have those things. And they said in one accord, in one mind. And that's where God's people have to stay, stand united is in who he is and who the Lord is in his people. In um, Isaiah 26, it said, Blessed is they whose mind is stayed upon thee. And, and, you know, it sounds like, well, we'll keep our minds stayed on God. Well, try that for about 15 minutes, you know. Uh, speaking about it, stayed on thee by, by the Lord himself. He has to put that mind in us and cause our mind to be on those things. Um, that it, it just, it's just of him or it isn't uh, going to happen. It, that... Uh, Let's read down in chapter 2 here a ways. Starting the first one of... Um, let me get back in First Corinthians chapter 2. And it says in verse 1 of chapter 2, And I, brethren, when I came unto you, came not in the excellency of speech, or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, uh, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by a spirit. 
For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but by the Spirit. We're going to stop there for just a second. And it says here, The things of God knoweth no man but by the Spirit. We, pretty simple. We know no spiritual things. We have no spiritual ability but by the new birth that we're going to look at in just a minute also. But all things that we have are of the Spirit of God because the Spirit of man is, is not capable. It's not capable of knowing these things. Um, even as believers, we are. there's a new mind put in us, a new heart that's put in us, a new desires that are put in us. But in that standing, there is still no, there is nothing that we possess that God did not give us. Um, we, we try to distill down the scriptures and we'll determine what they have to say. And if God doesn't reveal it to us, we're going we're gonna to have a, a faulty view of it. Um, if we try to interpret it. And I, I know that um, I've gone to the scripture before with a, a point I'm going to make. And so you're looking for the scriptures to make that point. Well, that's probably in study. There's, I mean, supporting what, you, what the scripture says by other scripture is a, a good thing to do. But we should see what the scripture has to say about it and not, this is where I'm headed with this. Uh, and not to have... Uh, not to have lessons or sermons that don't have points laid out, but we can if we have a a predetermined course we're gonna we're gonna lay out, we better probably be willing to have some changes made along the way that uh that the Lord reveals to us that um it it just says the things of God we cannot know them we can't know them but by the spirit of God, and it says here verse twelve. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the, Verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. That ought to be put on the front of a lot of pulpits like that song we have on the front of ours. And for people to see and for to, to constantly in, in our minds somewhat that we natural man cannot receive the things of God. And um, before we move on to that, go to, turn with me to chapter 3 of John and Chapter 3 of John, you probably know exactly what we're going to look at here. And we're going to start with the first one of chapter 3 of John, and it's Jesus speaking to Nicodemus. And this is a, one of those truly red-letter passages, not just because of the Lord's words there, but bold and underlined and it says, uh, verse 1, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus 
by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles except thou doest, except God be with him. And Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto you, unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not. How shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but the he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And goes on to Moses and the fiery serpent and the Lord. But here, as it says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And he says again, except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And we have a we have a, that related to us by Paul when he, when he says um, tells us some pretty wonderful things about the Lord and things that he has done for his people and he says the, the end of, the, of a passage there and he says those things that I want to do I don't see to do them those things I want to do I don't seem to do them I do the opposite who can save me from the body of this death? And he says, I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord. And this was not something when he just was a new guy, new believer in seeing these things. He was way down the road, I believe, on this passage here. And he said, I, I, I see a principle here. The, the flesh is flesh, and the spirit is spirit. And uh, the Lord redeems us and has redeemed us has changed our heart the Lord's the Spirit Holy Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are sons of God but the flesh is still we're still in the flesh that's this this side of meeting the Lord we're, we're in this flesh it's it's not only dying physically and will die physically but there's no redeeming qualities about the natural mind and those like I said we can study all we desire to study we pray that the Lord reveal himself to us through that and that's the only way it'll be done just as the new birth here and it's and uh, as bewildering as it appeared to Nicodemus that is so and he said are you a master of Israel no it's not these things it's, that's because the 
the natural mind and the wisdom of the world is all he understood, the religion of the world. And uh, uh, the spirit has to, has to be that, that that causes it and causes the life in his people. And um, we cannot receive, natural man can't receive the things of the Lord but that are of the spirit. It says, again, verse 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he judges, he himself judgeth of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And uh, we're going to look at a couple other things there, but... But indeed, that having that mind of Christ is what the gospel says to his people by the Spirit. The standing we have, the position we have, uh, and uh, a commentary I was reading that, that Brother Henry Mahan wrote on one of the a sermon note that he had that said that... Um, um, we... Without the Spirit, we, we're nothing, and yet we, we think that we are something. And unless the, the Lord reveal those things to us, it is, it is just empty emptiness, empty words, empty, empty things. And let's go to a couple of places before we quit, uh, before we wrap this up. But uh, Jesus with Nicodemus, and then... In um, John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Several several places here in this in this vicinity here starting with um, my goodness the, the true vine and the two branches but we're going to start in um, verse 15 it says henceforth I call you not servants for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whosoever ye shall ask, whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, ye shall have it. He shall give it to you. And it is up here. I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Um, speaking those that that he did call out, but he, all his all his people fit into this category. And as we saw in in John uh, seventeen in the in the messages that Brother Wayne brought to us about the Lord's high priestly prayer, those. 
parts of that were were spoken directly to some of those at that time and some of that later on it speaks about those that would believe from by their witness but all that pertains to all of God's people all of all of God's people those things that that he cares for his people and how he is joined to them um that wonderful passage you uh, um i enjoyed those messages so much on there that spoke about what the lord in his thinking and indeed in that in that passage in that chapter there indeed some of the mind of the lord is revealed to us and in the of the 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 thought or the consideration uh and the in the uh, purpose and direction of those those things he's speaking about to god's people a great comfort to us that the lord indeed uh has those thoughts and has that mind towards his people and that mind in a in a way that we use it as a in our terms or on our on our thinking on that and then um down farther in chapter 15 um It says, verse 26 of chapter 15 of John, it says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. And then, and then skip over to chapter 16, just for a few verses that tie with this directly and not, to leave out those words of the Lord in between. But verse 13 on chapter 16, it says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. This here, all any of those things, any things that we have revealed to us by the Spirit can only be revealed by the Spirit. These are not, we can understand the audible word of that and the, the construction of the word, the language, but the mind of Christ or the meaning and the the impact in the purpose of that in the intent of those things only the spirit can reveal to us uh, we, we can't come up with those things on our own and then one more one more spot in chapter 17 of John while we're here uh, just I, I can't leave without uh, at least looking here for a minute chapter 17 John it says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son may also glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given, thou have given me to do. And now, now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. 
and here speaking that 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 God would reveal by his spirit that we might know the true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent and that can only be done by the spirit and we can know like I said we can know the words of it we can understand the makeup of it we can we can understand the characters as it were involved but other than that we are we're helpless and we're we're just in unable unless that but it says here in in his prayer that that be done for his people that is what do you say to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? And in, in the, the scriptures, we have the mind of Christ as he reveals it to us. And that's God's people's prayer uh, always as we, as we, as we uh, are in the scriptures and as our life that he, he shows us those things that we know that what the mind of Christ is and, and that we say, Amen. And we believe what the scripture had to say. And in that we can say we have the mind of Christ. And in that we can say we can be free indeed. Thank you.